All right, welcome back to the first Sticks Golf recap show. We have decided to split up our pods into two separate pods, one being the recap show and one being the roundtable. In the recap show, we're going to talk about the PGA Tour, uh, the LPGA Tour, the Corn Ferry, the Champions, college golf, really anything that's going on in competitive golf, we're going to talk about here and just kind of chat and react to it. And then we'll leave the topic-based conversations to the roundtable. So I hope you guys enjoy and I hope it helps y'all navigate what you'd like to listen to. So let us know if you like it or you don't. But either way, I hope you enjoy. Sticks Golf uh, Golf Recap Show. We are going to start splitting up our podcasts into two separate pods to make it easier for listeners to find what they want to listen to. So we are going to split our podcast now up into two separate segments, one that covers whatever golf, whether it be professional, amateur, uh, really anything in golf of that week. And then we're going to stop it. And then we're going to go into our topic-based podcast, which will remain the uh, Sticks Golf Roundtable. So I hope you guys both, all everyone enjoys both podcasts, but let's get into yeah. players. Johnny, what's up, brother? What's going on? What are you drinking tonight? I have, I made a, a quick stop right before the pod and got a, it's called Neon Beer Hug. It's got a nice little logo of a bear with some shades on it. And apparently it's got 10,000 volts of flavor from Goose, <laughs> from Goose Island. So, so we're going to give it a, give it a sip and see how it is. Good deal. I've got a, uh, for anyone watching YouTube, I've got a Dale's Pale Ale. I know nothing about it. I I think I've mentioned I've got a local craft beer store around the corner I like to go to, and you can do like mix and match uh, six packs. And I just thought Dale's Pale Ale. Sounded pretty good. Sounded pretty much like an all-American beer. And and Trey's got himself a... a I've got a Mexican rice bowl and a tall glass of water. Yeah, Trey's Trey's being uh, healthy today. I guess uh, not even healthy, just not more, even more healthy, just hungry. Just, yeah, fair enough. So, uh, the players, where do we even start? My God, I feel like it was content bonanza all weekend. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I'll tell you how I, where I want to start by saying yeah. that stop doing that stupid fucking golden golfer that <laughs> balls on 17 and then like they bring you back to a shot from like 10 years ago that was oh, stupid so dumb. I what is seen. that i didn't see you it, didn't see so, it? Okay. Dumb. so on 17 like what whatever day? they so, uh, the guy on the trophy the golden player that's on the actual player's trophy they animated him and then they had him hitting shots on 17 onto the green like an animation obviously and then they would be like, and back to 2004, where the blah, blah, blah players. It was the dumbest when? thing. Like ever. mid-broadcast? Like throughout the entire broadcast. Missed it. It was, it was I, horrendous. I, I'm out. I don't know who it was for. I don't know if it was for kids. I don't know if it was for college kids. I don't know if it was for old people. It was just like, who, who are they making this for? <laughs> I, this? I thought it was quite stupid. And I'm, I'm out on the play. It was like a live shot of the green. Yeah, yeah. With a, with a, uh, or was it like an animated shot of the green? 
It, well, it was like a shot tracer. Like he would hit it, and then you'd see like the like the golden line like go up and oh. like land on the green. I probably just I probably just wouldn't pay attention and thought it was like Louis Ustazen or something. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, shots. No. this is just the the quick notes I took as the weekend was going on on how many like really interesting things happened. You had uh, outside of the weather, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you well, had a Shane, you had the Shane Lowry ace. Um, on 17, which was wild. You had uh, a Hovland ace, which actually they had a really cool recording of the Norwegian announcer. I don't know if you guys heard yes, that. He went and who went just like a soccer goal. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. Like yeah. Goal. Which makes me yeah. wonder is like, is there just a show in Norway that just follows Victor Hovland shot for shot? Right? <laughs> I hope there is. That'd be sick. I was kind of wondering that too. Yeah, like, like where, had, uh, where did that come from? Is that just like a live stream of Victor Hovland's round from Oslo or what is that? <laughs> <It might be. laughs> You had uh, Joaquin Neiman with a slam dunk. You had DJ uh, holding out from 67 yards for a 29 and a 63 to tie the course record to close out his tournament. You had a, the rules drop fiasco for Daniel Berger. I don't know if you guys heard the that whole interaction there. Awesome. You had awesome. guys sliding down the hill on 17 uh, during the rain delay, uh, just doing like a skeleton slide. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm forgetting stuff, but like, I mean, it was just like so much going Casey on. Got it pretty bad. Paul Casey got fucked on 16. Yeah. Like the, the one of the worst. I mean, that sucks. I mean, I've never, actually, a, I've never seen a worse break in, in prof, like professional, like high level golf. Think about how much it ended besides up maybe the DJ grounding his club in a bunker. Maybe that was. Think about how much it ended up mattering too. Cause he would have had a six iron to the green. Versus having mm. to hit it like 65 yards. Yeah. And, and then, then he, he barely made par. And then he barely made par because he hit it a f- two feet behind a sprinkler head, which he couldn't get relief from. H- hit a shit chip or probably whatever the fuck he did. And then like barely made it. It was just, I mean, if he, if he hits a fair line in the fairway, like everything can change. So that was a pivotal moment in the tournament. Yeah. But um, hey, I thought of something I was chatting with some of my buddies about uh, after, right after it happened. I'm curious what you guys have to say. Would you rather in an alternate universe, you're on the tour. Would you rather make an ace on 16 at the waste management or 17 at the players? 17 at Sawgrass all day. That was my answer. It's an answer. Instant. But, but a couple of, of my guys said waste management. I think I might go waste management. I'm going yeah. 17 players. Dude, because that place would erupt. Yeah, but so erupt. players. Yeah, but it's different. Like it I would different. A, I would love to get a beer shower. Like that'd be sick. Yeah. Like, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. As much as I would love the, the beer shower scene, I feel like um 17 is just a more iconic golf hole on its own, whereas yeah, 16 is uh is really just meant for the stadium. Not that that's a bad thing, but um no. you know, um I'd have to go island green. Now Tom, would you change your answer? This was sort of our little follow-up. Let's say real life, say next year you got to play TPC Sawgrass and you got to play TPC Scottsdale. Yeah, I mean, I was just, but it was just a regular day. No, in the tournament. Yeah. 17 all day. I figured that would be the case. Yeah, 17 all day. But uh, fun fact, I don't know if you know, but so uh, Shane Lowry obviously made his uh, hole-in-one on uh, 17. Do you know where his only other hole in one in competition is yes you do right now no no 16 at augusta 12 12 at augusta sorry no oh, it's not 12 is it 15 it's well it's somebody no no, 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 no i thought it was the one on the on the back not 12 i thought it was 16 
let's just see what the old Google has to say. I, I can almost swear it's 16. Should be 16. If I'm wrong, well, I'm wrong. You, you're the one with the laptop, brother. Well, I, I, uh, I looked at my shit before. I'm only going off of somebody posted it on Instagram, and I just sort of took their yes. word for it, but I don't actually remember it. Yes, I remember it because he played it okay. off. Yeah, he played he it also off. also made a one at the 16th hole of Augusta National. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. The reason I said that, um, yeah, I just someone said, how cool is it that Lowry has a hole-in-one at 12 at Augusta and 17 at the player? So. Whoever wrote that, I don't know who you are, but you screwed me. Thank you. Yeah. What was the last uh, hole in one on twelve? Do you guys remember? I saw mm. I saw a hole in one on twelve today, and it was a par four. That's a, it was a two for one. It was but a two yeah. for one by legendary hockey goalie Mart, Marty Brodeur, and he went absolutely berserk as he should have after just tossing it in the jar on a stroke hole. Good for Marty. Yeah, Continue. <laughs> Shane Shane Lowry. So yeah, you got this the sixteen at Augusta. You got seventeen now. The players. He also won the Irish Open, a European tour event, as an amateur, as an Irish amateur. And he won that infamous, uh, you know, 20, uh, 2020, was it 2019? 19. No, 2018 yeah, at yeah. Royal Portrush um, yeah. in, in Northern sleep. Ireland. So sick. He said some pretty cool night after he won. He didn't sleep the entire night after he won. He just stayed up at like a local pub and just drank the entire night. And when they had him come for press the next morning, they were like, so how'd you sleep last night? He just goes, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just haven't slept. Pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty cool little run of uh, accomplishments there. So Cam Smith, he was getting up and down out of a trash can. He, he's, he's one of the most fun guys to watch, I think. You know, he's not, he's not straight down the middle. It's not a stripe show. It's, it's kind of like he just works with what he has and he's, he's an incredible putter. He's got a great short game and obviously he hit it, you know, hits it good enough to win, but it's anything but boring. Yeah. I was about to say the putter was so hot. I mean, <laughs> like the hottest thing ever yeah. <laughs> like, he had, on fire. I think he had 10 yeah, putts like, in the back nine. He did. Yeah. Yeah. On the back nine. That's absurd. That's cr- and also he blocked the fuck out of that nine iron on seventeen. I don't care what anybody he says. He even said it. Oh, he admitted it. He laughed when yeah. they asked him. She All said, right. "Did you mean to be that aggressive?" And he just goes, "No." Yeah. All right, good. Because the second he hit it, I just felt like when I like watched him hit it live, that the swing got a little short and it got a little quick, and the thing started off a little bit too far right. But then, I mean, I thought he hit it in the water, but I mean, I'm glad that it went to. Three and a half feet or however far he hit it to. So that's good. But yeah, big Cam Smith guy. I like Cam Smith a lot. It was funny seeing my uh, fiance, Lindsay's uh, reaction. Just, you know, it's funny whenever there's a big tournament on, she kind of just ends up, you know, she's on her phone, but she's kind of halfway watching it. She's like, who is that guy looking at the bullet and the mustache? The mangy dog. I'm like, he's a, he's he a man. Terrible. No, he looks great. What are you talking about? He looks so sick. I'd be so sad. I think it's like he you can do it just just but look better. Like, no, dude, he looks great. What are you talking about? I think it's a, like it's just I, I'd rather see enough. him like I'd rather see him like really, really, really like manicure it like a like a riff like Jody Hyrule or Riff Raff. Oh god, no. Yeah, Please be, no. Because he it just looks too unkept that but that's the beauty of it he's a mangy yeah, dog i like to see him really really class it up i don't think we'll ever see that i think we'll see him shade it before he does any maintenance it's like a uh to me it's like one of those it's so bad it's good kind of situation exactly 
Exactly. Well, I don't know if you guys uh, noticed something, but something that caught my eye on Monday when I was watching was Kevin Kisner had a brand new caddy on uh, on Monday. What? Brand- <laughs> so, Where's Dwayne? No, so his, du- his calves, they burst, I heard. Yeah, Dwayne's calves just popped. They popped. But, like um, no, so Dwayne reportedly was not feeling well after all of the play because he was in the his group that, that had to play, you know, more than 18 or more than 27 holes in one day. So it was, you know, wasn't doing all that great. And uh, so Kevin realized that and had John Tillery, his uh, swing coach, caddy yep. back nine. And uh, and Kevin was making a few funny remarks that apparently every time that John would get up to him on the bag, he'd go, so how far we got, boss? Didn't didn't walk off a single yardage, <laughs> just just carried the bag. Awesome. Kevin do everything else, which I thought was great. And then, you know, he backdoor top forward. And, you know, I, f- I feel like he's kind of got a handle on the players. I mean, 2015 losing a playoff. They get another top 20 finish, then a couple of MCs, and then now, now like a you know, fourth runner up finish and love highest payout field in the country. I mean, he's yeah, for the for the guy who, as we uh, as we quoted a few weeks ago, you know, the guy who said, you know, why do you, why do you show up if you don't think you have a chance to win? And he famously said, because uh, they pay a lot of money for 20th. Well, they, they pay a hell of a lot of money for fourth at the players. He he cashed nine hundred and eighty grand for fourth place alone. Yeah, that's, so good. that's pretty good. Did Speaking you see- of the money, I had a, a couple. I, I just had a, a quick note on this. I, I thought it was interesting. I was looking at the leaderboard. You know, if you if you remember on Monday, um, you know, obviously they had to in the morning they had to finish up uh, round three, and then they were about to reset the pairings and, and head out for round four. And you you're looking at the leaderboard and remember how many kind of you know maybe not no names to us but no names in terms of world ranking and and lack of <laughs> big tournament wins i mean i looked at i looked up these four guys um their career earnings doug gam lahiri sebastian munoz taylor pendrith i mean we were talking about guys in contention there that this was life-changing money you know it's not often we're we're actually that thinking that much about what the money would do for the guy. I mean, when DJ wins his 25th tour event for a million and a half bucks, like who cares about the money, you know, like that really, that's like pocket change. Right. But Doug Gim, for instance, you know, he he's on got, of like six feet for like a hundred. Yeah. And, and his career earnings, obviously yeah, he's just getting started, but you know, his career earnings are 2 million bucks. If he, if he finishes solo second, he doubles his career earnings. Um, Lahiri who ended up finishing second, Six million dollars in fifteen years, and for solo second, he got two million bucks. So he got a third of his total career earnings in fifteen years in one weekend. Taylor Pendrith, nine hundred k in career earnings. Um, so you know, it's just kind of funny. Like, I don't know. I normally don't think about the money that much. It's sort of just a background deal where you know we know these guys all do well and whatnot. But this is this was actually a situation with the extremely high purse combined with some you know not so high rollers on the pga tour you know money was a factor and you know it had to be in their heads out there big time i mean i don't know how anybody especially like if you're on the last hole like i definitely have thought about in like golf tournaments being like okay i'm on 18 i've got a putt for this like either you know a top 10 or top 20 or you know there's always like that okay if this goes in this if this goes in that I can't, I mean, obviously I don't play on the PGA tour, but I can not imagine that that doesn't somewhat creep in the back of your head when you are a guy like Doug Gim or Taylor Pendy or Pendy, who's a die guy, 
good job, Taylor. Proud of you. Um, but you got a six footer on 18 for birdie and you're like, fuck, this is worth $250,000. Yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the biggest putt of my life. I mean, these, these are guys that are still, that much money that are still trying to get those still trying to build that, you know, they don't even have like guaranteed status past maybe, you know, the end of the season. Right. So the, the money is just a huge factor. And I thought they all, I think they all handled it fairly well. I don't think anybody really had a blow up unless I missed it. Um, Somebody, Sam, Sam Burns Sam didn't Burns finish great. Yeah. Sam, oh well, yeah, struggled, but he's. I think he's already nine. made like nine, nine or ten million. Yeah, so. he's, but he's made his nine. He's won like what, yeah. twice, two or three times already. Yeah, uh, Back to, I think he's he's defending this coming week at Valspar. That's right. Um. Well, I want to. What get, did you? What did? What did you guys think about the the rules drop? Did you? That's watch the that's full, that's did, you did you? Okay, yeah. Did you hear okay. the full audio? Oh, I listened to it like two or three times. So I wanted to get everybody's like, I, I just want to make sure Can I knew you, what I was saying. You might be better off doing this. Can you kind of recap for anybody that maybe hasn't heard it? So, so uh, from what I understand, Joel Damon and it was in the left side of the fairway. Um, Hovland. Daniel Berger and Ho- yeah, Hovland was just inside of Daniel or just outside of Daniel. So he hit f- second. No, no, no. So Daniel hit first and he hit this kind of like, pull cutty looking thing that looked to me on the broadcast that it was kind of on the borderline of the water, like the whole time, like that's yeah. what it looks like to me. And then there was, there was a bunch of cut on the ball at the end. And then, it, you know, obviously that like comes up short, right in water. So he walks up probably closer to 90 to 80 yards out of the green to where he thought it crossed. Yep. So he went up there and Hovland was the one that kind of started. It and was like, Hey, like, I'm not cool with that drop. Like, that's not what I saw. I don't know what you saw. We can talk about it, but that's not what I saw. I'm not cool with that drop. So then Daniel comes back. They start kind of conversing about it. And, you know, Daniel's, I mean, and I've, I don't know how I would take that in, in that position because, I mean, Daniel kept saying, like, I've never taken a bad drop. I'm not trying to do this on purpose. Like, this is just where I saw the thing. I'm like, and then Joel Damon comes in and s- s- kind of sides with, uh, sides with um hovland and he's like yeah i kind of saw a crossing back there like again i'm i wasn't i didn't have the best angle we didn't have the best angle um and then the rules official pretty much left it up to the guys in the group to decide what to do and daniel made it pretty clear by saying like i'll take this drop because for the sake of you guys but this is a bad fucking drop i mean this is just a bad drop um Again, it's when it's two v one like that. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to pick a side because, like, look, I know a lot of people that know Daniel Berger, and I've heard nothing but good things about Daniel Berger. So I'm not going to even try and say that he was trying right. to get a bad drop because I know that a guy, anybody that's on the PGA Tour, has 99.9 of them have the utmost integrity, and that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that he was trying to take a bad drop on purpose or do anything on purpose. I just think that that's what he saw. And it kind of boiled over a little bit. There was definitely yeah. some anger. And then there was a missed putt on 17 from Daniel from like four feet that probably didn't feel great. So it was just, you know, tough. But the one thing I wanted to say is just, I'm not saying anything, but very suspicious that the last two times that there's been a bad drop or anything that's kind of broken news. Joel Damon has been <laughs> one of the ones with Sung Kang yeah. years ago. That was big when he was just like, fuck that. That is yeah. dropping. You go back there 150 yards where it crossed. And now this whole thing. I He, he, he straight up called Sung Kang a cheater after yeah, the round. I yeah, mean, he was not shy about it. 
So, so Joel is, Joel's not putting up with any shit and I respect it. Um, big fan of Joel, big fan of all the stuff yeah. he does on the golf course. That, but that, crazy, yeah, my, dude, crazy. My, my read on it, um, just from watching the, the clips, uh, first of all, you know, I don't think it's a situation where I, I saw people arguing on Twitter um, and Instagram. I'm like, there's not enough video evidence for us sitting at home to be able to know where that thing crossed. You know, it did look like it had a, you know, a pretty big sweeping cut on it, which would favor burgers position. However, it's just too hard to tell from a track man line, correct. You know, from that view where it actually crossed. Um, I, um, so from there you kind of say, all right, well, if you, you know, if you sort of make peace with the fact that you really can't tell from sitting at home, then it's all about watching the discussion and the back and forth. And I thought, I thought it was interesting because it was obviously very tense, but it never got ugly, um, you know, to, to Hovland and Damon's credit and Berger really, you know, they kept it as civil as I think they could have. Um, it could have gotten way worse. It, it felt like one wrong comment or yeah, one thing interpreted the wrong way it could have it could have gotten ugly really quick but it never really did so kudos to them I'm, although it would have been fun to watch <laughs> uh, nobody ruined their reputation or anything yeah, like my that. question is who was right i was hoping there'd be a good video but no I, really it, it was i mean even when that, tell. i think a burger was right yeah, you know, and he was it was the two on one, but he was right. That's well, the thing is, everybody can l- l- go watch the video and and go, you know, make their own decision on what whether they think the ball cross if you're, you know, that in, that into it. But I mean, I just don't. I mean, I watched it multiple times after yeah. the discussion, trying to actually like look and see where the thing crossed, and it's you can't tell. I mean, the ball is also you just you can't. Yeah, and and I've had times I you could I couldn't see the ball in this scenario, but there have been other times where I'm watching, you know, the golf and you'll see the line take off and you see the ball like off to the side and you're like, all right, well, clearly that line isn't always dead on anyway. So, you know, if you're just going by the line, that's, that's not a hundred percent either. So. Correct. I I completely agree. I think that the rules official did the right thing by leaving it up to the players to decide hundred percent. I just think it's a tough position to be in. If you're Daniel Berger, when two guys are pretty much just, saying like no you're wrong and then you're like well dude i'm even if he was wrong even if he was wrong it's hard and i am trying to put myself in his position it's hard for someone to just kind of bash your character in the middle of a golf round and and just like not say anything or do anything or have anything to say about it so i mean i i totally get why he was upset by it and why he had the reaction that he did and i probably would have done the same thing so have you guys had any um similar rules controversies with your playing competitors or maybe it's not the same situation but it was a yeah for sure i dq'd like probably five or six kids in junior golf. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what oh my dude god. i just kept what getting, they were all valid bro like what like explain give Great. me an example so three or four times kids Look, just i didn't like, know we had a narc on the show yeah, what do you geez. want me to do i was i was i, I dq myself we from q school we talked about this I, true. I just had like kids that were trying to cheat. It was always all when I was at a, this golf academy where there was a ton of pressure on these kids and their parents were just paying all this money to send them. Oh, players. the IJGF. Yeah. And so like if like if, if these kids are trying to play college golf next year and they're about to shoot 87, like not the best. So you'd have kids that would like make a triple and say it was a six or they would make a double and say it was a five. And so like you'd hear them do it. Like even if they weren't keeping your card and, I, and like 
I'd be like, Hey man, I think you had six. And they'd be like, Oh yeah. And then you'd see that they signed their, their card their and card turned in for a five. So like, I'd start to see the kids that would do it. And I would just watch and I would just be like, after the round, be like, yeah, no, you're now you're fuck yourself. And then, but the worst one I've ever had was a kid did, this was actually very sneaky. And I've been, I've paid attention to that ever since a kid hit a ball. It's a dog like right. Some random course in Hilton head. And there's, there's fairway and there's water, right. But the water doesn't start for like, let's say 250 from the tee, the water starts. And this kid absolutely pounds it. And he hits this big cut over there. And like, Oh, that's in the water. And I hit it in the fairway. And I was, 35 40 yards past where the water started and he walks up and there's this big storm drain and he goes oh it's in here and i was like no it isn't and i just started walking <laughs> over there and i see him with a ball in his hand had a ball and a tee in his hand okay tee in the ground drops and i was like hmm interesting and i and the other the other kid i was playing the kid named taka Taka, Taka, and I, I was like, Taka, did you see that? And Taka was like 13. He's like, yeah, he, he did, had a ball in his hand. I was like, does he think we're stupid? Like, I was like, hey, man, like, I saw that you just dropped. And like, it was, and he's like, said it was. He's like, no, 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 this is my ball. It's my ball. And we get up to the green and like, Taka and I are like, what is this? He, he was playing a different mark on his ball. Like, it's not the same ball. And we like got up there and he, he was like, he, he like admitted it. And we're like, get out of here. And he's just like, do you, he like withdrew. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, but that was a. You know, if you're gonna do that kind of stuff, that's kind of a, that'd be a, that'd be an interesting way to do it. Yeah, that's a rare situation where you like you're like, oh, I'm taking relief from something for free. Ball in hand. Right. That's that was I was I was almost impressed by that. That's, yeah. But we, but we, <laughs> if I had to start walking over there, we would never, we would never just, like seen that. I had a I had a situation in college, very similar that actually led to a. Uh, should I say that? Yeah, it led to somebody leaving the team. Uh, uh, we, had, we actually wanted this as well, but I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, Pat, I, I Patrick, Patrick Reed situation. <laughs> no, no, there was no stealing. There was just some shady things stealing that went of, on. Stealing of shots. There were some shady things. <laughs> that went Patrick on. Patrick got accused by his teammates of stealing multiple times, which kind of led to his uh, yeah his, that, that, his two alcohol, natural titles. Alcohol <laughs> problem is what they say it was, but. But no, we had a we had a, a situation where some things happened during qualifying that probably shouldn't happen. And next semester we had we were one man short. Yep, we, um, had, we had one of those as well. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a gentleman's game, and if you're not going to play it the right way, don't fucking play it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my take yeah. on that. I, I haven't had one, anything with cheating, but one that's probably pretty relatable that everyone's experienced in one form or another. You know, I was in a college tournament in Charleston, and my playing competitor, you know, hit it over a hill we 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 get over the hill there's like it's like a rough patchy area and there's a there's a red line around sort of a rock bed and it was in the fall and there's leaves everywhere and it was one of those situations where no one could say for sure if we just couldn't find the ball because it was a messy area with a lot of leaves or if it was actually in the hazard and uh, the rules official you know talked to me and the other playing competitor not the guy who hit it and said, can you guys say without, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt that ball's in the hazard? And we both kind of looked at each other and agreed, like, no, we can't say it. So we felt bad for the kid, um, but, you know, he took it pretty well. But I, I think one. everybody's kind of dealt with that situation. Before, I had a crazy you know? one of those situations, I'll keep this brief, in an AJGA where I had a rules official who was like a summer intern and she clearly was not a golfer because it's like she had like learned the rules of golf by the book, not by playing. So I had a shot where like, there was a lake at like three, 300. And I was a kid and I was, I was like, Oh, like I'm gonna go see if my balls up there near like near this lake or whatever. Or, or maybe I thought I covered it. And she's like, Oh, if you, if you go look up there, 
you could, it could maybe not be in this, in the hazard. And I was like, what? I was like, but if it's up there, then it's there. If it's not, it's just in the water. Like, yeah. it's like if what? I find it, I find it. If it's not, it, it'd be like covering a lake or if it was, I was like, I thought it was in the lake. She thought, if, oh, if it could cover it, it might not be in the lake and it could be a lost ball. And I was like, whoa, I'm not going to go not look for my ball. So I don't have to go back to the tee if I don't find it up there. Yeah. That's, that's I was ridiculous. like, this is not, that's not how the rules are, are done. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, so weird. But uh, but back we'll, we'll try and get off of the the cheating and golf scandal. It's, <laughs> just, it's a little bit of a dark space. But um, players, I loved that the weather was such a factor. I thought that yeah. was great. I thought that it was awesome to see that even though you did get the shit out of the stick, being like guys like Justin Thomas, mm. Bubba Watson, that you were still able to hit play really really good rounds of golf. DJ, um, yeah, DJ, exactly. You were still able to play really good rounds of golf. It kind of reminded me of some of like a British Open where mm-hmm. you know, sometimes guys get the shit end of the stick, and that's just the way it goes. Um, but uh, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, um, the boys got to see a little bit of adversity. They've actually seen a lot of adversity the last couple of weeks. Now that you think, they think oh man, so tons. I mean, the courses have been really tough leading up to this, and then um, the course itself without the wind played pretty easy because of all the rain it was nice and receptive but yeah i mean outside of the the delays are no fun right but challenging conditions when they are out there i mean oh my gosh that just reminded me how much fun (laughs) sorry tour players but how much fun it was watching the the carnage on 17 on that super windy stretch on saturday where it was just seemed like it seemed like 70% 70% of the tee balls on 17 were, were, were right into the water. And <laughs> that was, uh, that was fun to watch. Getting six irons. Yeah. I mean, the fact <laughs> that Justin Thomas filleted a six iron onto that green is mind boggling. Hilarious. I mean, that's a, pitch, that's a six iron. I don't know how that's probably, I mean, it's, I think it was 146 that day because the pin was back. I mean, that's a, that's a pitching wedge, maybe even a, a strong gap wedge for him on a normal day. Yeah. That's wild strong i don't know how you hit a six that soft you know I mean, yeah <laughs> you don't you just the wind just eats it for lunch yeah yeah the wind just destroys it um but yeah all in all great players i r- thought it was awesome we got a great champ out of it with uh with cam smith and i love that he's a local guy and and honestly dude i got a little bit teary-eyed when at the at the end when his family was there he hadn't seen him in two years because of covid protocols because back in australia you know, he he even said in one of the press conferences that this past this past week and or no, the week before this and this past week, he wasn't even really focusing on golf. He was just taking the time to spend with his family. And then, you know, he comes out and just goes lights out and wins the players and cashes three point six million. And what, a, what a bummer that they ended this. But the the players used to have the, the greatest exemption in all of golf, a 10 year full exemption of the PGA Tour. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years. That's wild. Crazy. Yeah. Overall, I mean, <laughs> Tim Clark just hung out there for, for, for a decade. <laughs> hey, uh, you'll have to ask your pops, Tom, what it is about the, the Aussie success there. I heard there was five different winners from Australia in, yeah. in a relatively short history at Sawgrass. I think that was the 40th year. And you think about how many more Americans are that play in it and win it, but to have five yeah, different Aussies. It was, yeah. it was Greg, Jeff Ogilvy, Adam Scott, Adam Scott Jason Cam Day. Smith, Jason Day. Bang, yeah. got all five. Fuck yeah. That was easy. That's like, you know, I don't know what the parallel is there, if it's just coincidence. I mean, one thing I, I've always kind of heard about 
Sawgrass is it really doesn't favor. It's not a bomb and gouge. It's not just for short game. It's one of the true tests of your overall game. So it's whoever really can put it all together. It doesn't really favor one style of play over the other. Well, you know, this is just going to go into my, uh, this is, this just helps me with my cause that I think the international is going to kick the U.S.'s ass at the President's <laughs> Cup this year. So, you know, it's just, you know, everything's coming up, Tom. So we're, we're I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Coming up, Tom. Everything's coming up, Tom. I'm pumped about it. I like it. it. I like um, it. In non-PGA Tour golf, a friend of the program, Evan Vo, oh. shot a nice eight under par course record tying a final round. 63, 64, wow. four yeah. to uh, give Auburn yeah, Tigers yeah. their 39th win under Coach Connard's uh, reign. Wow. So shout yeah. out to the Auburn boys. Oh, yeah. Nice playing, Evan. Doing a great job, Evan. That kid is golf swing. He's a machine. So good. Absolute machine. Now, uh, Butler was really huh? – Butler was the was – the, the standout in the fall, right? Is yeah, Evan yeah. playing a little bit better this spring, or are they kind of – Just that. Just that event. Just okay. Kind of leading the squad. Yeah, Jam's got a strong hold on That's number one spot, I believe. Ranked. But gotcha. I tell you what, we played nine holes with Evan and uh and Vogelsong. And, and Vogelsong shot six under as an individual. And he, right imagine he if, they, if he had been in the lineup, they would have shot an absolute <laughs> just gross one on they would have the last round. But I'm super impressed with both those guys' games. They've got super, super bright futures, and I yeah. would not and Evan's younger brother Keaton is going to Texas. That's a just a great golf family there. They're Super, super talented kids, and glad to see him playing well. Hell yeah! Well, what do we got little, uh, on the little uh, sad news report over with the ladies? Uh, Nelly Corda, I don't know if you guys saw this. She, um, you know, um, posted on her Instagram that uh, she was at a, a photo shoot in Ponte Vedra Beach and started feeling some swelling. Went to the doctor, and turned out she was diagnosed with a blood clot. She's getting treatment. Um, really has no idea when she'll be back. So um, well wishes to Nelly. Hope she'll be back soon. She actually recently lost her number one uh, ranking in the world to Jin Young Ko, who's on an absolute heater. She's won six of her last 10 LPGA events. Pretty good. Um, but hopefully Nelly can uh, can get healthy quickly and, and get back out there. They've got their first major of the season in just a week, week after next. So LPGA season, they, they had a, a break of about a month there um where they didn't have any events they just had two events in asia but they're coming back to the states they're playing in california this week and then and then first major of the season uh the um, chevron championship is um yeah coming up so sweet um this week we got valspar which is Mm -hmm. before we leave the lpga topic let's just all make sure we announce that tom got Smoked by an LPGA all right, player. All right, on that. All, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. I had a tough day. I hadn't even. It was. I hadn't even out. heard how it turned out. I lost four and two. Four and two on nine. It wasn't great. Uh, I, it, uh, I got you know. I just I wasn't feeling hot. I rolled out of bed. I, I took the extra sleep over the stretching. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it didn't pay out. It was cold. It was the first time I wore a jacket and pants. In an actual round of golf in Florida. Yeah, the first time his golf ball was just going like tiny as violin. Get it out. As possible ball flights. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of there were a bunch <laughs> of different ball flights that were that I that I had that day. But you know what? I learned some stuff. Yeah. She helped me with the chip. And you buried the last. And I buried I fucking threw a dart on number nine. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. But, After uh, the match was over. Danny Holmquist did kick my ass. <laughs> How, 
<laughs> was she uh was it a combination of uh were you obviously you didn't have your best stuff was she playing well was, was she on her game it was, she was uh, i think she was like one under, one under like, yeah. <laughs> like i played i just played like dog she shit. just kept it in front of her and got I, it I, I made bad bogey after bad bogey yeah. i was firing at pins yeah. and i shouldn't have been firing at pins and, well, and how, pins how many spots. how many yards did you give her off the team gave her 40 yards yeah. and she but you were still hitting it past her yeah, well, she only hits it two sixty or two fifty. Okay, I mean, but like that. You guys both hit a three wood, and you hit it twenty five yards past her three wood, spotting her forty. Yeah, so it's not. It was, I mean, it was pretty. No, it was. Fa- I mean, it was, it was very fair. Yeah. I mean, it was one hundred percent fair. And she but haven't edited me. yet. Well, I kind of have to go back and listen to like the audio and see what if y'all were hitting similar clubs and just. You know, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I tried to talk a little bit of shit on like the second to last hole, and she just had the best all timer. I was like. Dang, that's a pretty good shot if you're trying to hit 25 yards right of the flag. And she goes, that's a lot of shit talking for guys three down. I was like, <laughs> Dude, she's the only, Got him. She's the only female member at medalist for like five years. I was she, like, she's just damn it. She was locked and loaded and ready for that one. But she was great. Thank you, Danny, for, for coming yeah, out that and doing good. that. Yeah, that's great. I had, I had a nice little fun little match against uh, Austin Ernst last summer. She's uh, She uh, is a South Carolina native, but uh, living in Richmond. Um, as her fiance now husband uh, has a job up here but anyway we played uh, nine holes out at Hermitage Country Club from the tips um, which is a 7,000 yard course so roughly 3,500 for nine holes um, so no stroke advantage and we tied at even par so certainly uh, I'm sure if she was uh, about 40 yards up on each box she would have taken me down no problem so possibly 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 but um so what do we got coming up this week? We got Valspar, which is Paul Casey's annuity event. Just can't t- stop it or can't right. inside the top 10. Yeah. I mean, just can't. Is, he, is he playing? I'm sure. Of course he's playing. It's he's his- playing. Oh, no. You know what? I just saw he, because uh, I was looking up for my picks for uh, my one and done league that he withdrew today. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. That was by, my- the way, by the way, tough scene in my one and done league. I mean, I can't catch a break. I've missed three out of the last four cuts. I had DJ <laughs> Riviera. DJ Riviera miscut. Colin Morikawa this weekend at the players miscut. Didn't get a single penny of that uh, massive purse for my one and done league. Goaded you into taking Colin Morikawa. Yeah, they they goaded you into that. But I did have a little side action going on. I had a, a pool uh, with my buddies. We picked four players. I had Cam Smith. And it took a hundred bucks off of them, so all is not lost. Oh, All right. Well, uh, is that it on the tour? I think I think that's it on the tour stuff, and we're gonna move on into a couple of topics. So anybody that's listening, just click on over to the next pod if you want to hear the roundtable. So see you soon. Cheers.